0: Hello, everybody.
1: This is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show, and I am Skip, and... I'm Sharon, the princess of everything that sparkles and chocolate and all good things to come. And together we make the Psychic Spectrum up. Yes, we do. We have been doing this. We've been married for 44 years, 294 (laughs) days, three hours, and a whole lot of minutes. And... Are we happy? Yes. Okay. And... We do parties. We That's do a lot of time private to spend events. If we're not happy. <laughs> That's right. We do private <laughs> events, parties, uh, corporate events, things like that. Yeah. Where we'll do the entertaining, we'll do public speaking. Um, and g- give us a call. Our website is psychicspectrum.com. And um you can go there and find out about the 15 to 17 activities we do every month.
2: And I just started a blog. Oh yes. My first time blogging.
1: Yes, go to psychicspectrum.com. Go click on the blog and go ahead and sign in to your, make an account for yourself. It's all free. And you can read our Sharon's and my blog, mostly hers. And, well, um
2: it will be mine, but I only got one thing up there now, but I was testing.
1: Yes. And then you can talk with us. Leave us messages and yeah. talk about what we're talking and about. And tell
2: us what you think. That's right. Yeah. That's, and, I mean, it sounds exciting. I don't know if it will be, but we're going to give it a shot.
1: Yes. And today we have a wonderful topic for you. It's all about vortexes, about how to find them, where they are. And we have a guest on the phone with us today. His name is Dan Shaw. Dan Shaw is known as the Vortex Detective.
2: And for the people that don't know what a vortex is, they're going to learn.
1: Stay tuned. You're going to find out. Don't touch that dial. That's right. And Dan, are you with us now?
3: Yes, I am. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much.
1: Sharon and I are excited to talk about this and uh I like his voice. I know. You have a good radio voice. Yes, nice,
3: you do. Nice deep and clear. Thanks very much. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad to be here. You, he's you, right oh, up there you.
2: with uh uh pretty woman and uh uh who's that other guy that over in Wales? Um
1: Tom Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones, you're
2: right up there with him.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So you are a geologist. I can't say it. Geologist? Uh, No, no. By trade, you you are by training your degree in geography. Geography. I'm trying to look at look at my paper here, and I couldn't find it.
2: Geography Um, and geology is not the same thing.
1: I know, and what's fascinating is geography.
2: I bet he knows there's more than three continents.
1: Yes, that's right. We had a we had a quiz test here last a couple weeks ago, and Sharon's answer was three. And I had been sick. Con-
3: yeah.
2: Oh, it's okay. Laugh.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> you you no doubt remember when there was one continent.
2: Well, I do. I'm that old. I am. <laughs> you know, the first car I I ever had. This is how old I am. The first car I ever had was a covered wagon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Honest to
1: God. So anyhow, geography as a <laughs> as your your degree. <laughs> yeah. Your degree in geography, how does one get interested that much? You're the first person I've ever talked to that has a degree in geography. And I'm thinking back to a school and stuff, and it's like, that's really interesting because you don't find people has a who have a degree in geography very often. Mm. I mean, you probably do because you run in those circles. But, like, <laughs> I'm impressed, be honest with you, mm. because geography, it, it was not... It was an okay subject for me, but it wasn't something I was really
3: into.
2: Well, apparently, I mean, I love geography, but I did not remember there was more than three continents.
3: Yeah. Well, there's there's so much to geography. The reason I love it so much is that it's all-encompassing. It includes everything that happens on Earth that can be mapped. Oh, wow. Essentially, you can... You can have physical geography and map the landscape, but there's also medical geography, economic geography. So like sociology, it's, it's very all-encompassing. And I got my degree uh, only in 2001 uh, because I had already been involved with mapping vortexes, and I wanted to better understand and, and be able to better explain.
2: Now, see, if concepts. he had taught the class, I'd have been there every day just because of his voice. <laughs> I love your voice. I really, I'm, I'm a voice oh, that's person. kind of
3: you. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm working out a new microphone, so that's, oh, that's really good. Oh, yeah. It's to hear.
2: looking good. It's sounding good, too.
3: Yeah. It but I did
2: great. not realize there was more than one type of geography.
1: Well, let's, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's news to me. Let's do this. Let's okay. hold that thought, and we'll get back and start talking about geography, vortexes, and everything else included.
2: Yeah. So don't, you know, get yourself that cup of coffee, get that brownie, put your feet up, take a. Whole hour off and listen to this fascinating topic.
1: All right, Dan, we'll be right back with you. And ladies and gentlemen out there listening, this is with Dan Shaw, the Vortex Detective. Get your questions ready. Give us a call at 425-373-5527 or triple eight two nine eight five five six nine If you want to uh, ask Dan a question about Vortexes or talk about a Vortex that you have discovered, whether it's in your home or on the beach or wherever... And this is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. We will be right back after this message.
2: petrescue.org.
4: Are you looking for a new home? Is it time to move? To get what you want in today's fast-paced real estate market, you need Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway. With decades of experience, he offers you the personalized service you need and deserve when shopping for a new home. Ron Blood is a real estate agent, and he has his finger on the pulse of Pacific Northwest real estate market. From Vancouver to Blaine and from Wenatchee to Gig Harbor, Ron Blood will work tirelessly and get you into the ideal home that fits your needs your budget, and your dreams. And if you haven't been pre-qualified yet, Ron will help you get pre-qualified so you have a distinct advantage over other buyers. Ron Blood will help make your offer stand out. Whether you're looking for a place to raise your family, find your dream home, or even downsize so you can settle in for retirement, Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway is there to help you find it. Contact Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway at 206-660-2884. That's 206-660-2884. He's also on Facebook. Just look for Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services.
3: Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150.
2: Welcome back to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show on KKNW 1150 AM. And today we have a, a um, guest named Dan Shaw, who is is known as the Vortex Detective. And we're going to hear some fascinating information from him in just a few minutes. But first... What time is it, Eric?
0: Oh, our favorite time of the week ah! is Sharon's Joke of the Week.
2: Oh, my God. Eric, Skip almost got in a fight again. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I can't keep him out of trouble. I just can't. You'd
0: think he might have matured beyond his fighting days <laughs> Well, at this point. We were at this <laughs> yeah. restaurant the
2: other night, and this guy looked at Skip. You know, he didn't like him, I guess. And he says, you know, I'm going to mop this floor up with your face hmm And Skip says, well, you can if you want to, but I don't think I can get into the corners very well. Hmm.
0: Really? <laughs>
2: hmm. One more, children. <laughs> Here it
1: comes. If we have to. We have to. <laughs> Go for it.
2: I gave Skip his 67th birthday card the other day, and he says with tears in his eyes, you could have quit after the first one.
1: Okay. Hmm. Forty-four years. Forty-four
0: years. <laughs> well,
1: Two hundred and ninety-four she, days. She
0: gave you the birthday card the other day. Yeah. 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 Well, his what? birthday
2: was back in February.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it yeah. takes a the while other to get 67 cards. <laughs> That's right.
2: But, you know, he's so old, I think he's losing it because he walked into a Staples the other day and asked for, for the best scotch they have, and they gave him a 12-year-old roll of tape. Uh,
0: okay.
1: Okay. We are moving right along to well, our... at least
0: it was age.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving right along to our guest today. His name is Dan Shaw. He is the Vortex Detective. He is a geographer by training, and his degree is in geography. And he exhumes ex- geography and mystery just by listening to his voice. And Dan, welcome back once again to the show.
3: Thanks so much. Did All you right.
2: survive the jokes?
3: Ah, oh, that was I like the one about the mop in the corner. That thank you, thank you corner. so much. See,
2: yeah. I have I have I have peeps everywhere. See,
1: <laughs> we we don't encourage these things, Dan. That was my favorite. <laughs> so, Dan, tell us real quick. You you got into geography. I'm going to read something here to our 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 listeners. Um, you tell
2: him to tell real quick, and then you're going to read something.
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to tell. or read this. I want him to tell us a okay. little bit about it. At age seven. You started doing gazing meditations and having psychic experiences, uh, according to your bio. At 14, you were watching the dark night sky when you saw a UFO flash its lights. And at 21 years old, a midnight vision from an enchanting stranger eventually led Dan to San Francisco area, from the San Francisco area to Austin, Texas. And you started studying alchemy. So tell me what is alchemy and your, your, your definition
3: there. Mm -hmm. alchemy for me is the practice of transforming and transmuting ourselves Mm -hmm. our physical bodies our mental emotional spiritual bodies these are for me the alchemical furnace Uh, it's uh the transforming lead into gold is a specific type of alchemy of working with metals i'm working with a different type of alchemy. I'm working with the earth and earth magic is known as geomancy. So for me, geomancy is a subset of the great work of perfecting ourselves towards our own physical immortality and our ascension. Cool. Mm.
1: That's a good definition. I I like that. that. Very clear. You also, that led you to a bachelor of science degree in geography in 2001, correct?
3: The geomancy did. I I wanted to better understand what uh, I was talking about. I have a largely, but not entirely, electromagnetic, geophysical approach to Earth energies. I started with these measurable scientific energies, essentially in the electromagnetic spectrum. I said... To myself we're electromagnetic beings mm-hmm. we exist in this electromagnetic environment perhaps this is a good place to start investigating what I call the vortex effect I don't I don't reduce the vortex effect down to purely electric and magnetic the electromagnetic spectrum there's other subtler finer energies and besides the scientific I believe there's the miraculous consciousness aspect of vortexes and uh, for me, paranormal places are primarily about how we are affected by our place, how we affect our place and the unity between ourselves and the, the place.
1: Cool. Cool. So you, you, that's to me, that's drawing in the metaphysical side of things with this. So it's kind of like blending science with um, um, metaphysics.
3: I like to call it the science behind earth magic. I've had some miraculous experiences, paranormal experiences, however you want to couch that. And uh, my nature is to hopefully balance the two hemispheres, uh, see if I can. As an alchemist, we're working with natural materials. We're working with water, fire, earth, air, wood, natural materials. And we're looking to understand how these materials, the nature of the materials, so that we can work with Nature to to achieve a kind of a physical mastery.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. How
2: do you s- spell magic?
3: <laughs> Any way you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I usually use letters, but
3: why do you ask, Grasshopper?
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean, M A G I C is magic, or M A G I C K is magic. I just mm-hmm. wondered which magic he used. Oh, just my own curious.
3: Oh, I follow you. I'm um, you know, I'm more into the distinction between vortexes and vortices. Okay. <laughs> if you follow me.
2: I do. I do.
3: Okay. Well, let's uh, let's touche. let's talk
1: about <laughs> let's talk about vortexes. Um now, I'm sure that most of our listeners out there have heard about vortexes or they've experienced what they think is a vortex. And uh-huh. I I know we have um several times there's like we take groups on ghost hunts and there's there's one cemetery in particular where we've walked through Mm -hmm. and boy i tell you you just like kind of off kilter and i'm walking like half sideways with things and trying to get out of there get dizzy it's just a short little spot like maybe 10 15 feet long and once i get through it i'm almost back to normal again
2: and it doesn't bother me like it does you i mean i can sense it and feel it but i don't it mm-hmm. makes you kind of sick, Yeah. although makes, there are times I have had kind different. of a na- nauseated feeling, but, I mean, it doesn't affect me like it does you. I don't know if that's good or bad.
1: So, Dan, when we run into a place like that, is that a, what you would describe as a vortex?
3: It is. That's exactly the kind of experience that people have. Uh, they uh, move from one place into another place. They experience a, a shift in the surrounding energy field, mm-hmm. and in terms of energies, uh, there's there's geophysical energies, energies coming up from the earth if we're talking physical mm-hmm. energies and then there's there's energies that are coming from the cosmos from the Sun stars moon etc so we're mm-hmm. affected by energies from above and below okay and uh, not to mention these psychic energies so uh, at certain places these places hold, uh, not just well, not just an electromagnetic, a dynamic churning, sometimes tumultuous electromagnetic energy, but they also hold memory. Uh, the land, the ley lines, the vortexes—I mm. believe they hold memory, just as as objects do. Just as you can read objects and the energy from objects, uh, the same can be said for the land.
2: Now, why right. does that affect the physical being?
3: Well, every cell of our body is electromagnetic. We have magnetic materials in our blood. We have magnetic material called magnetite. Every cell of our brain in our sinuses, in our third eye, larger oh. amounts of magnetite. And so we, we exist in this electromagnetic ocean. And if you can imagine for a moment being perhaps off in space mm. uh, where you're, you're essentially away from the electromagnetic field of the earth, Hard to imagine, but I think you're sensitive, you would feel entirely differently. Mm. Your consciousness would function differently in that different electromagnetic field. So we don't, I'm not a geophysicist, but I can say for sure that geophysics is a relatively young science and we don't, we're only beginning to understand electricity, magnetism, and we are still, it takes a long time to move from one scientific paradigm to another, yes, and we still very much think of ourselves as being chemical beings Yeah, when we're very much electrical beings, or you could even say beings of light.
2: Well, yeah, because the heart itself runs on electrical mm-hmm. impulse, yes. you know?
3: Everything, every cell yeah, depends every cell. on that yeah. ion exchange in wow. a slightly different electric
2: See, that's why potentials. I'm, a, I'm a magnet. That's why you're attracted to me
1: sure <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to stop and take a short break Don't here, very it. short break. We are speaking with Dan Shaw, the vortex detective. If you have a question on a vortex or you want to explain and ask if uh, what you've experienced as a vortex, call us at 425-373-5527. What's that number? 425-373-5527. That's right. And we will be right back with Dan Shaw on the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show.
2: Ginger's Pet Rescue is one of the largest nonprofit pet rescue organizations in Washington State specializing in saving death row dogs. As of this airing, Ginger's Pet Rescue has saved well over 17,000 dogs. Go to the website and find an adoption event near you. You can also volunteer to help at events, or you can foster a dog until they can be adopted. Ginger's Pet Rescue is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and accepts your tax-deductible donations. The website, again, is gingerspetrescue.org.
0: You'll find like-minded people who are interested in having fun, learning, and experiencing the premier psychic showcase in the Pacific Northwest. Admission is just $8 per person at the door, and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more information about the Psychic Spectrum's events at PsychicSpectrum.com. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk,
3: 1150.
2: You know, Eric, every time I hear that commercial and they say going against the grain, it makes me think, think of my favorite song oh yeah yeah it says we got to get out of the wheat field nelly because we're going against the grain (laughs) i mean it reminds me of it every time i can't you've
0: mentioned this one a couple times i I don't think it's an actual song so somebody out there needs to write this song so she can actually have a favorite song it's (laughs) a
2: favorite song
0: well okay Let's move along. <laughs> um, Dan, it's hard to stop. Dan is.
2: Shaw is... just roll it right off my tongue.
1: Dan Shaw is our <laughs> guest today on the phone with us through via <laughs> Skype. And Dan is called the Vortex Detective. And I have looked at s- s- some of the things on his website. And I'm amazed. Because in the last several decades, all the things that I've learned about metaphysics just fits with the explanations of the science of things, and Dan's interpretation of them, and how he explains them, with it's like it just—I feel like I'm kind of connected with the subject, even though I know very little about it. But Dan,
3: welcome back to the show. And thank you very much. You, you know, know more than you understand.
2: That's right. Probably. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. there he you go. He always says that. Well, you know, you must know something, or you wouldn't get sick.
1: Okay, so. Let's go to this question. I want to know, I know that the Earth has large or pinpointed vortexes all over the Earth at certain points. And you sent, Sharon and I, some of, what did you call, what do you call those little globes, Earth globes?
3: The, the Earth Star Globe, of Earth, Becker-Hagen's Earth, Earth Star Globe.
1: Yeah. and I had
2: to get my grandson help me put it together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But they that's amazing, and it shows you it is. how to look at those little points and things. It's fascinating. I didn't have time to go into it, but I got one together, put it together, and it's like, wow.
2: I know. You, you don't realize how one affects the other, do you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's one, there was, well, I know there's others, but there's smaller ones all over the place. And I know people have experienced them out there that are listening. and But tell me about the globe and how you use it, what it represents. Give us a few Mm -hmm. explanations on that. Mm
3: -hmm. At vortexmaps.com, my website, you can see this world map that folds up into a globe. It's a geometric map that folds up into a globe. And it was originally produced back in the 80s by a couple named Bill Becker and Beth Hagen. So it's sometimes called the Becker-Hagen's Earth Star Globe and Geometry and geography actually very closely linked because, of course, geometry Mm -hmm. is actually Earth measurement. That's where the word comes from. So uh, the Earth star globe is a representation of the Earth as the combination between the icosahedron and the dodecahedron. These two simple geometric shapes are a pair that that nest perfectly, they match. One has faces where the other has points, the icosahedron, dodecahedron. So we find that on Earth, and as well as on other planets, we do find physical manifestations of a geometric kind of underlying geometric energy or structure, a geometric grid underlying the uh, deep-sea trenches, the outlines of continents, uh, uh, ancient monuments around the world, etc. So that's the the Earth star globe that I published, I'm particularly interested in the geometric relationship of ancient monuments, built features, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. geometric relationships uh, and patterns of the earth itself. Everything in creation has a geometry, and it, it sometimes takes a visionary to recognize geometry at that massive scale, but it seems that this model of the earth as a as a geometric uh, globe with combination of the icosahedron dodecahedron it's a very very good model for studying the earth wow
1: and you know what's interesting is you explain that when the words you said was a physical manifestation of mm-hmm. of yeah. that and, and when you look at that globe it's like now that makes more sense to me mm-hmm. so it it's when well, he
2: puts it in terms you can understand
1: yes you know now that's good Tell me about, there was one that you had mentioned in one of our communications back and forth uh, via email where you'd talked about one in Washington, uh, <laughs> a, a, a vortex.
3: Well, if you if you give a second thought to the electromagnetic field of the Earth, you'll realize that it's, it's just very deep. There's dozens of components or contributors to the electromagnetic field of the planet. Uh, as I mentioned, some are... Uh, Well, for example, surface features, topography, changes in elevation, these change the electromagnetic field. Then underground, we have moisture and electrical currents actually uh, underground and or in mineral deposits as well and variations in the gravity field. Yes. And so you have uh, this electromagnetic field that is nowhere uniform and it's a churning dynamic field that's, the responding to where the moon is in the sky and maybe short-term storms on the sun. So there's all these factors happening together. So wherever you are, you mentioned the beach, uh, the coast, uh, a mountaintop, a cave, all of these places have a kind of a unique electromagnetic signature. And I believe that when we expose ourselves to these variations in the electromagnetic field, that it's, it's a trigger for us that it, you could say it uh, activates our 12 strand DNA or or however that, that feels for you. For me, I get a tingling in my body, often in my face mm-hmm. or third eye area. I, I get a sensation, a physical sensation. Some people are using dowsing rods or pendulums to mm-hmm. to tap into and, and sense and map this energy. Some people don't need a device. Uh, but uh, in Seattle, of course, everywhere we find uh, you know the uh, so many um, dramatic features, uh, from the former glaciation. If you think of the massive height of the former glaciers, uh, consider this massive pressure on the landscape and then as the glaciers melt recede, uh, then the, the landscape, the, the continent itself actually rebounds. And so you have these varying pressures over that kind of historic geologic period, but also on a daily basis with the, with the ocean tides and the continental tides, you've got this heartbeat of the earth Happening And underground, we have massive amounts of silica, much of it in actual quartz crystal, and that contributes Mm to this pulsating electromagnetic field as I see it. So uh, say you you go to a walk to Green Lake or around the the sound or something, you're exposing yourselves to variations in the electricity in the air, and uh, perhaps uh, you're walking barefoot in the surf or on the ground, all these things affect your electromagnetic field, and you can then use the energy of place to practice your psychic abilities, to do your meditations, to do your visualizations, and to maybe practice your teleportation or whatever it might be at these places, these paranormal places. The veil between worlds is thin.
1: Is, is that why a lot know. of people are attracted to the Mount Shasta?
3: People are attracted to these vortex areas consciously and unconsciously for a number of reasons. One of these might be where you have unique ore and mineral deposits in the ground. You get unique soil types, and then you get unique plant species, unique animal species. So many of these vortex points have rare plants and animals, and so in a spectacular natural beauty, stark contrast changes in elevation and such, so people are uh, consciously and unconsciously attracted for those reasons. Uh, and then, of course, uh, things, other attractions pop up at these places as well. And people go there to snow ski or whatever it might be. Huh. I'm going to go there. Okay. <laughs>
2: it may it may <laughs> not even be connected. I don't know. But when I go to the ocean or around water, I definitely feel better. I am a water sign, a Pisces.
1: Mm-hmm. So, let, me, let me throw in here. She just loves going to ocean shores in Westport. I do. And I'm pretty sure you know where those are, Dan. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. Yeah.
2: So is there a connection between the astrological signs and what you feel really good at when you go around a vortex that's in a certain
1: area? Like one sign might like water, one sign might, might like, like trees. Earth. Yeah and, might and, like and mountains. mountains or yeah yeah. Any connection that you found in that?
3: Mm-hmm. I, I love the thinking along those lines. yes. Oh. As Ooh. individuals, we See? have our unique constitution. And every individual is going to respond differently to a place. Mm-hmm. And as the place, as we have our cycles, and biorhythms, so does the place. So I could explain why you could feel great at a place one day and not ah. the next, or you could feel great and your partner might not feel great because you're you're having your unique relationship to the place. That
2: makes total sense. Uh, so that makes the, total sense.
3: The many of the original and ancient city plans, these ancient visionary maps were you know, the twelve tribes around the mm-hmm. Ark of the Covenant. And, mm-hmm. and this this pattern of arranging the the city, the, the living around a central point and in the twelve divisions is ancient and cross-cultural. So these uh, by doing that, by by lining up the twelve tribes according to their constellation, let's say, you're, you're tapping into those energies that are coming in from the, the constellations, from the astronomical sign. So those energies, you can bring those energies in in terms of working with vortexes. There's a number of ways that you can work with your astrological sign, maybe your strengths and weaknesses mm. uh, on the ground, in your home, in your garden. Yes, you can use the core correspondences between uh, your sign and color, sound, herb,
2: oh, wow. day of
3: the week, planet, So it's
2: another. it's just another tool that you could put mm. into your realm of what works.
3: I think it's part of the psychic spectrum. Yeah, Again, my focus yeah. continues to be on these paranormal places and visionary maps. And my favorite is the geometric maps, but I have compiled many types of visionary maps. People can see at vortexmaps.com that I, I do have a number of of astrological uh, and calendric type time related maps that uh, I show at my presentations and I'll I'll be coming through Seattle and showing those to to your audience oh, cool. uh, That's in right. real life and also headed up to Alaska in the coming weeks.
1: Yes, let's let's talk well, about that. I just that had another just question, a second. but okay. Let's talk about that briefly. October 8th you will be live in studio with us on mm-hmm. the radio, but October 9th which is the Wednesday, you will be live at our psychic, psychic Bar- showcase, showcase in Fife. And I'll be there. Our audience can talk to you, meet you up close, mm-hmm. and uh, find out a little more. And then you'll be on your way to Alaska. And then when you come back, we are probably going to be having an event where you can do a complete presentation on this.
2: Yeah, we are working so on that.
1: We're putting that together, the final touches on it. going north. But to 8th, Alaska. October 8th. Dan will be on the radio with us again on October 9th. He'll be live at our psychic showcase in Fife. So, quest- I got, oh, can go I have a question. Go ahead, yeah, ask your question.
2: Well, this is I mean, I love this stuff. So, tell me, is there have you been able to mark or notice when there's really some big thing happening here like, you know, um I was the, just going to the, the mass that. shootings and stuff or whatever yeah. traumatic things that's happened here. Do the Vortexes show anything like a more intense Vibration or energy level or anything.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. What I, what I'd like to mark is that there are definitely certain times when these these energy lines, whether you call them ley lines or, or whatever you think of them, there are certain times when they they periodically seem to collapse and expand, and oh. those seem to be at the solstice and equinox and uh-huh. cross. Uh cross quarter days and there's to me the relationship between myself and my place is a relationship of unity your relationship to your place is not a relationship of like a handshake at a distance it's in a very mystical and very practical real sense the relationship is one of unity so you respond to your place and the place also responds to you and these places, um, they, and and ley lines, I would say yes, they do absorb and hold and re-radiate emotions and consciousness. Ah. So it's we we would tend to find that certain events do recur along certain lines.
2: Ah, that and makes sense.
3: Now you so sense. you made
1: mention earlier, Dan, about magnetite in each of us. We each have magnetite, yes. and. Yes. Where is the magnetite at? In our brain? Is it centered there? Is it all over the body or what?
3: In every cell of your brain, a minute amount of magnetite, and then greater amounts in the area of the sinuses, third eye area, really. And we're not the only species, of course, uh, that has this potential for what's called magnetoreception, this magnetic sense. We know birds, bees, fish Mm. navigate, migrate according to magnetic fields. Oh, yes. And... So it's it's uh, even bacteria and microbes have this uh, magnetic ability. So knowing that it's a possibility, your listeners and you just knowing that it's a possibility, you can open up to the awareness of these subtle sensations. It might just feel like a tickle or an itch or a tingle, something like that, or your hair standing on end. But being aware of the possibility of it, you'll and, and attending to it, you'll become more sensitive over time. I know I have
2: and that's how we're all connected.
3: Mm-hmm. Part of it, yeah. Part of
1: it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. that's
3: another example of like
1: how salmon can get back to where spawn where they were from. Um they're using this mag their magnetite and their the magnetite in the the whatever the energies in the in the earth. They're homing mm-hmm. like well, homing pigeons. I don't know, pigeons. I've never
2: talked to a salmon. I don't know.
1: Like Dan, that would be the same same example of like a homing pigeon. Ah how the racing so. pigeons they take them down to california let them go and they make their way back to washington to their
3: exact spot yep, yep. there's also some evidence of species navigating by the stars but so uh-huh. we know that uh-huh. when when we interfere with the electromagnetic field in a significant way it interferes with species migration it does. You're right. so yes. yeah so we need and we uh, see that you know. in
1: whales yeah all the time yeah. dolphins
2: yeah. that's true the whales that go up on beach up yeah. or whatever cuz they got their sonar all mixed up
1: Okay, now that leads me to another quote, another thought here, Dan. Can a vortex, can, 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 is there such a thing as a man-made vortex? Can man make one?
3: I firmly believe that the strongest, the most powerful vortex is in our heart.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. I love it. In
3: a very, very real, literal sense. We have iron in our blood. Iron is a magnetic mineral. It's vortexing through our hearts. Wow! And so that is that's
2: that's heavy. That's, that's really deep. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. about that,
3: that. That vortexing iron is it radiates a field. I'm not saying everything breaks down to the. I'm oversimplifying. I admit. Oh yeah. It's not everything is purely physical. No. But uh, the most powerful vortex field is ourselves. Oh. We we really are at our, the center of our own universe in that way. What
2: a profound statement.
1: Is our aura? Is that considered what you would consider part of an, a vortex? Or is that just something different, some energy? Mm-hmm.
3: So there's different places have a unique fingerprint, but there's no separation. They're absolutely all connected.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
3: That's amazing. Um, it I just like takes that. you
2: into a whole other way of looking at yeah. something, you know? It just it makes total sense
1: to me. I thought, okay, he's answering my questions. I'm getting the results that I'm. I'm I think that I'm have always thought about and now he's making me think of more things I to know. wonder about
3: so well, if, I I that could, though. if i could proceed along those lines yeah one of the principles of alchemy is that as above so below that the mm-hmm. microcosm is reflected in the macrocosm and mm-hmm. again the foundation of that really is that there's no separation there's in terms of Uh, you're talking to spirits on the other side of the veil Mm -hmm. you could say well there is no other side
0: Mm -hmm.
3: everything's totally connected so in our uh, we have the earth in our bodies in the sense of we have these vortexes as chakras and there's a i think a one (laughs) something like a one-to-one correlation between chakras and vortexes that certain chakras will activate certain vortexes they have a even yes. if you think of an, a, a dominant acoustic frequency, if you're at the beach, you've got the surf, just like a waterfall, similar, it's producing this very rich uh, a band of, speaking of spectrum, of frequencies. And as you move about, as you change your orientation in this acoustic field, it affects you differently. You get different frequencies in each ear that creates these beat frequencies within your brain etc and then at the coast hopefully you're walking barefoot in the sand that sand is quartz it's moist your electrical field then is grounded in the field of the the earth there's electrical currents happening through the ocean there's a bit of sand uh, sorry salt that's dissolved in the air uh, yeah. and so the there's electrical currents just above the breaking waves that are different than if you were to go upland a bit
4: Wow. So, uh, uh,
3: very um, rich electromagnetic energy at the beach.
4: No wonder I feel better.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why I feel better.
3: At the ocean. Yes. Yeah. In part, in part, yes. Visually, you're seeing these beautiful harmonic proportions in the sandbars and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, all of nature is conspiring, really, to bring your consciousness into greater harmony.
2: That makes total sense. I know I feel at peace at the when I'm at the water. Yeah. Water brings me peace.
1: Yeah. And, Dan, I have to, I, 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 I want to stop just for a second, and I want to say that to those of you that are just tuned in, we're talking with Dan Shaw, the vortex detective via a Skype call, and we are talking about vortex's energy, and the, re, the correlation between the actual science of that in geographical terms and the metaphysical yeah. Yeah. connection. And Dan is just making his case like, They're all over and explaining things that we have wondered about for years. Um, Tell me something. I'm going to announce to people, first of all, if they want to email you, it's ask at Dan Shaw, D-A-N-S-H-A-W dot com. And his um, website is vortexmaps.com, vortexmaps.com. Check it out. And, I mean, it's amazing, the, the stuff you can find there. But, Dan, tell me this. I I read here in your bio, it says that you can assess the subtle energies of someone's land, home, and business and help us to adjust to the energetic field for greater harmony, health, and success. So Mm -hmm. tell us about that. Do you do do this remotely? Like we would do a reading for someone over the phone. Do you connect with this remotely for their place? Or do you go there? Do you need a picture? How does it work?
3: Mm -hmm. It's possible to do it remotely. Of course, we can... Look on Google Earth and mm. see various things from the sky. Oh. We can see often circles and half circles mm-hmm. of certain set dimensions. Uh, if people email me at ask at danshaw.com. I'll send them my book, U.S. Vortexes, 54 Miles Wide, and I'll uh, share my, my thesis uh, that vortexes are often 54 miles in diameter when visioned as a circle on the ground and why that is. So vortexes are often of these recurring dimensions. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Aha. And what was the f-
2: And 54 first part? is a nine. That's also a very spiritual number.
3: Yes. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but the first part of that question? Um, um,
2: can, can you do it uh,
3: yeah, can, uh, on the so phone? Or, thank you. Have, so, yeah. yeah. So it's possible to do these things remotely, uh, but then on the ground. Uh, There's a lot to be sensed, uh, and I do uh, think of it in terms of helping people to see with electromagnetic sight. In a certain sense, we're there uh, to sense um, how the wind flows, maybe how it flows differently at day and night. It's a kind of a shamanic or you could say Western feng shui. I use the term Mm. very broadly Mm -hmm. because to me it's all one, and there's a tremendous overlap i'm not uh, trained in the specific school of feng shui as much as i'd like or very much but uh these things are we're working with uh these subtle energies and when we come into a place and and we get a sense that "Mm, some this this piece of metal is not in the right place this color black isn't right here uh certain um you know where's the altar in this house how is this house breathing uh Mm. etc what's the root chakra of this property does it does this shape of parcel of land evoke any imagery what's the mythos of the land the history and, and where are the high and low points in that manner of thing so it's uh, a tremendous pleasure to be on the ground and be uh with clients and to be connecting with the land directly in that way.
2: i would think yeah you would get a lot more information out of it being present
3: but, but, sure, and uh, but, a lot comes direct before I ever get there, and then after I leave, and uh, I never quite know what to expect. I like to say I do my feng shui with uh, a dust rag <laughs> and a garbage can. Well, sometimes. that that so brings me
2: to uh, another for. question. I mean, when you do this this feng shui stuff on the on the land and that, is it is it like another term or another way of clearing the place?
3: Well, I I, mean, I almost use these terms interchangeably. Uh, feng shui is not accurate for what I do, but neither is vortex grid work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I'm. So where uh,
2: would clearing come into, like taking out the negative energies and keeping the positive?
3: Yeah, that's not my specialty exactly. Oh. I'm. I, 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 it's it's part of what I do. Yes, some people are far more involved in that kind of thing than I am. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't. Um, I don't have psychic sight in the same way that some people do. And I'm always very cautious myself about intervening in a place. I believe that, you know, the collective consciousness, consciousness already has uh, a lot of, let's say artifice already laid over the land. And I, I, um, have, uh, I have an elaborate belief system <laughs> that I recognize. I have an elaborate belief system, but I, I try to keep things simple for myself. And I, I, um, I'm very cautious about any kind of intervention that I might do when I'm at the place. I'm very much about um, breathing the air, taking in the colors, hearing the sounds, uh, being almost like in the sense of um, practicing Reiki, just allowing and surrendering to what's happening rather than being directive. and.
2: Well, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you realize what, what you're really doing. I mean, you're actually, by moving the, the feng shui around you're changing the energy, which a negative energy wouldn't feel comfortable staying there. Mm, so, you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you probably even move out the negative energies without even knowing it.
3: Mm-hmm. I, that has happened where I have, uh, you know, I, I do have a, you know, I know more than I understand. And sometimes I walk up right up to a thing and I pluck it. And then I find out that that was the thing that was holding <laughs> all the energy. Yeah. You know, you find out right away. Yeah. I was once briefly sharing a space with a, with a witch. And uh, it was uh, like a retail space. And she said, yeah, you can come in. She was all in black. I was all in white and identifying with my mm-hmm. angelic guides and this mm-hmm. and that. And so she says, you know, after I'm done with this client, you know, we'll we'll move stuff around. You can move in. I went before she could finish with her client. I walked right to this. Uh, she had like fake cobwebs and a fake plastic spider oh, on God. the doorway. And I plucked that. And it was as though I plucked uh, a knife or something. Mm-hmm. And she, she <laughs> afterwards said. You know, I felt it the yeah. second you did, that was my ward to keep away the people I don't want coming in. And that was, you know, it was antithetical to me. I had just unconsciously gone right to that point. And I think these ancient, to bring it back to vortexes, yes, ancient civilizations. How do they know where to build their monuments yes. right on these geometric grid points? Yes. Do they know consciously or, or do they know subconsciously? Well, that's the question, and,
2: isn't it? Yeah, or did I would they have argue
3: help? for highly advanced ancient civilizations. <laughs> and we'll go into that probably more in our further discussions yeah,
1: yeah that would be fun yeah wow. oh real quick i have two, two, two things i want to run by uh first of all i want to tell you when i pick up quartz crystals mm-hmm. i feel like i'm in a vortex i get dizzy i'm off kilter i'm kind of leaning mm. to one side and they affect me so i know that those things are affecting affecting my vortex apparently are you know, the, mag- uh, the magnetism you have yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i mean it's crazy But to the point where I actually feel nauseated. Oh, yeah, I have to keep (laughs) them
2: away from them, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh But now, I want to tell our listeners before we let you go here that you have been on TV, and I actually saw a part of your show, but I couldn't finish it. I just saw the very first part of it, or uh, not your show, but a show that you were on, and I was like, oh, we had just got our new DVR, and I wasn't able to... Um, record set it up to record because i didn't know how and things like that but you've been on tv you've been on radio what tv shows were you on again was it was it
3: the a and e yeah uh no uh history channel actually history channel, brad melzer's right. decoded yeah. on the devil's triangle alaska so some oh, of your, that. your viewers might mm-hmm. might recognize me i was the fellow who shrunk buddy and mckinley using a tiny pendant sized device called the golden vortex. So at the events at our upcoming events, uh, I, my intention and promise is to do more than just convey information, but also to give people the experience of vortex energies. We'll have a number of activities and things that people can participate in. If you've never felt crystal energy or never felt magnetic energy, or if you have, or if you've never felt vortex energy, either way, uh, we'll be, uh, teaching people uh, how to sense their own energy, other people's energies, energies of the trees, energies of the earth, and how oh, to work yeah. with those. I energies. love energies of trees. That but cool.
2: I didn't know he had a shrinking thing, but maybe he could make me a size 12 again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you're not that far off. No. No. <laughs> but, Dan. Thank I, you, Sweet Pea. Though, for all of you <laughs> listeners, we have been talking with Dan Shaw, the Vortex Detective. Dan, you are located where?
3: I'm in Southern Oregon. It's incredibly quiet here. I hadn't even have to close the windows today. There, there doesn't seem to be a lot of noise in Southern Oregon at the moment.
1: And and you were you attracted to that area energetically, or how did you mm. end up there? Mm-hmm.
3: I I'm on an assignment, really. I've oh. um, I I I'm recognized that certain these vortex maps. And and being where I am, very near Ashland, Oregon, it's all part of uh, a divine providence for me. There's an association between Ashland, Oregon, and Shakespeare.
1: Oh.
3: And I have, I have a, well, we can go into it more later. But I, oh, yeah. I'm a Baconian in that I believe that the the Shakespearean, so-called Shakespearean plays were, were written by a. By Francis Bacon, who yep. was some yeah. kind of a spiritual yep. master and eventually, uh, ac- according to the Manly Hall, secret teachings of all ages, um, you know, was was some kind of a spiritual master and eventually did achieve his physical immortality and ascension.
0: Wow.
1: Well, I wish we had a three-hour show here. Oh, we could talk forever. Oh, my gosh. But that would ruin your appearance well, when you come would. back on it October would. 8th.
2: <laughs> Plus the event that we're planning.
1: Yes. <laughs> Nothing's ah. going to ruin my appearance on November 8th. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got like a half a minute okay. left. Bring
2: the, shrunk, the, the shrinking thing, will you?
1: Let let me we'll announce. bring the Golden Vortex. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Maybe it'll make me a size 12.
1: Let me announce. You can look, go to Dan Shaw, the Vortex Detective's website at vortexmaps.com, or you can contact him at ask at danshaw.com, and talk to Dan about Vortexes, learn about them, or look on the website, and there's things there that you can read, things you can do, and things you can get.
2: And I and think learning about the vortexes, they'll understand more about them, o- them, them own selves.
1: Them own selves, <laughs> them that's own right. Them <laughs> well, I agree. Dan will be back 100%. with us live in the studio uh, on October 8th. Eighth. And then he will be live at our psychic showcase in Fife uh, on the October 9th, now, no, on a Wednesday. No,
2: knowing you and calendars, are you sure the 8th is a Tuesday? I've
1: got it down. Okay. i got it down, yep. Well, I, we have that in common. Okay. I worry yeah. about him. I do, Dan. I we really appreciate you coming and talking with us. This is cool, and I'm we're really look, looking forward to seeing you in person, talk to you about the vortexes and the things that you know. Um, and, and
2: this event we're going to put together, is and the going event to be coming so up in
1: early cool. November for you to do a demonstration and a, a presentation and a ta- yes. with uh, a live audience.
2: More to be said on that. More to
1: be said. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, thank you for for. Checking in with us today, and we will talk with you on, uh, well, we'll talk at the,
3: before the eight. Oh, yeah,
1: you, you will.
3: Yes, thanks yeah. so much for your good work and for oh. introducing me to your friends. I look forward to hearing from all of them. Thank all right. Thank you so much. Thanks, and, Dan.
2: And just don't lose the voice.
1: That's
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my hope.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: All right,
1: we will talk with
3: you later.
2: All right, thank you.
3: Okay, uh, okay. adios, everybody. All right,
1: all right. Bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, that was Dan Shaw, The Vortex Detective so mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. so interesting um
2: i didn't say hi to any of my peeps but you all know i love you sherry ahead. i know hello <laughs> i'm calling out to you today when array all the peeps at the showcase and in hawaii charles in Claw, and needham con charles in texas and anybody else that would like me to say hi to them on the radio just send me a contact note and i'll do that
1: you will do that are yeah. you sure
2: i will i promise
1: all right that's cool well okay it's that time of the oh week again my. for me. It's time for Skip's Corner. Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Yep. Three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's an inside joke, you guys. But well, if people
2: heard it, that's not an inside joke. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's right. put out all over the world. I mean,
0: they, they can go back to the podcast. Yeah. Well, they could. Yes, about. a
2: couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was. It was so thrilling.
0: All right. So <laughs>
1: this is my turn. <laughs> Instead of jokes, I have brain teasers or riddles that I throw out at. Uh, Eric and Sharon, and yes. most of the time I get to stump them because I pick really difficult ones. Yeah, no, but
2: Eric is better than me.
1: But I'm going to disqualify <laughs> you this week. Oh, because you heard of the this. Ten
2: Commandments. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. you've heard this. Oh, all okay. Right? So Eric, I don't know if you've heard okay. it or not. It's all
2: you, Eric. But if all you right. both heard this,
1: I'm going to just leave it up to our listeners um, to think about it. Okay. okay. I actually printed off some riddles, and or oh, created dear. some riddles. I printed them, and they're laying on the printer tray at home. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so, but I'm going <laughs> to give you one that I know of.
2: Next week, riddles.
1: Next week, re- yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick. Someone's out, a guy, a father is out hunting with his son. All right.
2: Oh, I already know it.
1: Okay. <laughs> they get into an accident. Uh-huh. Somebody finds them. They rush them to the emergency room. The father's dead. Mm-hmm. They rush the boy to the emergency room. Emergency room surgeon comes out and says, oh, my God, I can't operate on him. He's my son. What relation is the surgeon to the boy? So the surgeon
0: is the mother. Hey, you got it.
2: The middle <laughs> is so old, it's got dust on it.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you heard it before?
2: We all have.
0: Well, I mean, it's also easy. People have two parents both could be surgeons. Well, you
2: know, I won't say how long it took me to figure that out the first time, but
0: But you know, <laughs> most people are trained
1: that oh, the man is the surgeon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, I the I think
2: you shouldn't have said he died. Why? I can't remember now, actually. <laughs> is that the only one you've got?
1: That's all I've got. Oh. That's good though it's perfect well, timing we're perfect at the end timing. of our show oh, we got 30 so seconds to say goodbye ginger's pet rescue go to yeah. gingerspetrescue.org look up the event and see where she's at this weekend on saturday and sunday from 11 to 4 and as our theme, th- theme song says what a wonderful world love you daddy